You're listening to the Battle Ready Podcast. My name is Aaron McManus, and I'm here with my dad, Erwin Raphael McManus. It's good to be back in Los Angeles. We were just in New York together. I had to stay a little bit longer, but now we are here. But did you really have to stay? Honestly, if you and like that hoodie and the pants you wore yesterday, that was not getting done unless I stay. I'm just saying, does anyone have to stay in New York? You get to stay in New York. I get to stay in New York, and honestly, mm-hmm. like I, it's it's calling me back. I miss it. Mm. I miss being in. I came back to the sunniness of LA, and I was like, Nah, I'm good. I liked the rain. <laughs> I liked the wearing a sweater. I love New York. I love New York in the autumn. I love New York in the spring. But once it gets. Around January, February, New York's not so beautiful anymore. I'm not the biggest fan in winter or yeah, even in cold. the sweltering heat of the summer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't think New Yorkers are either. <laughs> I don't think so. I, I think it's more like who survives the winter, Yeah, you know? Um, I want to welcome everybody from our Patreon community. That's exciting. That's a new it thing. It is exciting. Are we one week in on Patreon, Austin? Yes, sir. It's kind of amazing. We have we have a good little chunk of people who are part of the Patreon. I was community. surprised. Austin was giving me the numbers this morning, and thank you guys so much for jumping on board and it's a, joining oh, us. Do you understand what Patreon is? Can I ask you? Well, I think that it allows people who have been receiving a great value for free to invest and contribute, so it can continue to happen for others. Basically, Patreon is the <laughs> subscription. Yes, yeah, so it's a great. <laughs> No, that's a great description of what it is. Yeah. Patreon, essentially, our Patreon community, essentially, is like a tiered subscription-based community Mm -hmm. where you can give from like $5, $10, $20, $40 a month Mm -hmm. and kind of gain different access points to the podcast. Like we release a private podcast almost every week right now. I don't know if it's going to be every week, but definitely multiple times a month. So there's value there. We're going to do live Q&As, live episodes. We're going to do different things for the different Patreon community. Um, and I think it's really exciting. So you can go to patreon.com slash podcast and go join that and check that out. Um, I had an idea. Wait. Oh, go for it. I thought for our Patreon. Is that Patreon, yeah. For our Patreon audience, I thought what we should do is um, maybe once a week, you and I should commit with our own phones just to do something behind the scenes. You do it at your house. I do it at my house. And we okay. just bring them into our life and just no. share something that's going on. No. Never seen Aaron's house. Do it. Do it. Do it. (laughs) House tour. No. No. You can show him your little pop tent on the corner. I'll I'll show you. I'm about to. I'm about to. I'm about to move houses, Brooke. Next two days after conference. What? I'm about to have no furniture in the house. Why are you moving? Well, I'm moving because one, um, my house is is very very small. It's what 900 square feet. Yeah. No, a bungalow. Yeah. It's, a, it's a bungalow. <laughs> I was with my friend in New York, Marion, and I was like, uh, we were t- she had, because I was contemplating moving to New York last week, two weeks ago, and I had reached out like, hey, do you have any places that you know of? And there was a place in her building, and I was like, how big is it? And I was like, how big is your apartment? And she was like, uh, she said, she gave me the size. It was like almost double my house. <laughs> and if someone in New York has a bigger house than... <laughs> So I'm like I'm in the I'm just doing it wrong, so I I um I found another place to live and I'm going to be doing that and you will not be getting a tour right away. Okay, I it's just very thought suspect. it was suspect. The place isn't in New York, is it? No, it's in LA. <laughs> I just thought that a lot of our Patreon audience they actually love being on the journey with us. They do. And one thing that'd be really fun is just take them back behind the scenes sometimes. Okay, I'm open to it. Like, are we talking yeah. like an MTV Cribs? Like, Austin follows us in our house. <laughs> hey, guys, look at my fridge. There's only Dasani. I'm so no, Dasani's whack. Did you just say Dasani water? Yeah, I don't know why I went whack. Like, what is the uh, water I like? It's not smart. It's, it's um, Essentia. Essentia. 
It's the branding. We drink Topo Chico. Just... I drink ta- The water <laughs> in New York is so much better than the water in LA. You can't drink the water in LA. You know Dasani has a sparkling water version now, right? Just in case you need it. Uh, we are not fancier. sponsored. I would love to be sponsored by Essentia. <laughs> I'm going to rip Essentia. That, that Nike logo off my shirt. I'm not already. being sponsored. <laughs> Bad already. By Essentia. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. <laughs> anyway, thank you guys it's for um, you subscribing. Need. Thank you for joining uh, our Patreon list for Battle Ready. We're yeah. so glad that you guys are here with us. Yeah. We had some issues with podcast two weeks ago like uploading and people it was funny because i like put up a thing of me in a cab like or an uber late at night and was like i just we figured out that we just couldn't figure out what happened but we uploaded the right file right austin we did i triple checked everything and like all the feedback was that like people were saying if i deleted the app and i reinstalled it Mm -hmm. that it was working but they were also saying that for other other podcasts as well like the podcast were other people's podcasts were playing the old episode anyways uphill climb we're back in LA. We have Mosaic Conference this week. Mm. We're really, mm. you gonna give me more than that? No, I'm excited. You're excited? It opens up this Friday night. Friday night. Woo! And all day Saturday. And of course we consider Sunday as a part of the conference. And it's, yeah. Because Sunday we're gonna have some guest speakers and it's gonna be pretty amazing. It's so exciting. I'm I, excited. I, I just think it's really good <clears throat> to, to take time out of your schedule and focus on things that really matter. It's so true. I think it's, I think conference is such a weird thing if you don't realize how much it can like affect, like positively affect your life. Like why take two days out of your year to really focus on yourself? I don't know, but it's like a spiritual mental massage. That's weird. Well, no, it's, it's a part of the reason why um, performance oriented companies, uh, companies that learn how to, um, develop elite performance. They force people to go away. They take them yeah. away, oftentimes five days, seven days, yeah. uh, minimally three days, because they know that they can have greater breakthroughs if they can have a concentrated amount of time. And so it's not really about what you're experiencing just in any singular session. It's about the experience that allows you to have a breakthrough you've been trying to experience for years and years and years. Yeah. And really, we're only meeting for that for the weekend. Ideally, we should add another day. Uh, but that kind of concentrated experience allows you to have spiritual breakthroughs, relational breakthroughs, emotional breakthroughs. And, um, and, and, and so I really recommend it because in, in the old school days, they would have like youth camps mm-hmm. for kids. Like they go away for a week. The reason is because they understood – that when you come in and you're kind of hard and you're kind of callous and you have your own patterns and your stubbornness, yeah. it takes a couple of days to begin to break down all those barriers. And about day three, day four, all of a sudden you, you become open to new things in your life. Mm-hmm. And it's true for us as adults. The reason conferences are important is not just for, oh, that's the speaker that really spoke to me or that was the session that really did something for me. It's the accumulation of experience upon experience upon experience where you finally have the openness to bring the change that you need. Mm. Excited for conference, excited. I mean, excited for for this. The, we're actually going to release some clothing soon. We are. I just got to get the tags on everything. We have to. The branding and a few things, but yep. a new, it's a new brand, a new thing. Just, a new brand? It's a new brand, bro. Yes. What? We haven't told anyone. No. Yeah. A new no, we're brand. We're very excited. It, we're, it, whenever we start something, it, it, when, 
you're entering into a new world, a new universe, and you don't even know how the solar systems are all going to shape and form. And and <laughs> what is like, what is it like MCU <laughs> when they release like new Marvel universes? What is it called? Like phase one and phase two? Yeah. And, I don't know. We're, this is this is our phase two of our of our uh, McManus uh, clothing universe. When does it launch? You know what, Brooke? <laughs> are these hard questions? You know what, Brooke? <laughs> Stay out. Um, <laughs> It's going to launch right away, Brooke, by the end of this month. Oh! I got I, it. I'm so, no, I'm not drinking coffee anymore. I have so much anxiety now. There, the, I, I'm very, very excited because with McManus Gallery, we really focused on, um, we began by using repurposed materials and we yeah. focused on bringing different uh, textures and and creating an aesthetic that was very joyful and colorful and- And, um, and really unique. And we're not yeah. going to stop that. Because we actually have a bunch of stuff we're going to release with yeah. that as well. But we're going to add a new element of it, Brooke. We're kind of, one, we're getting away from our, our own last name. So it's going to have its own, like, unique name. Okay. Um, we're going to also launch it under McManus Gallery, like, on the Instagram. Because it's a part of, like, we want McManus Gallery to be, like, more of... We were talking about, like, if we were to concept McManus, McManus Gallery, it's not just singularly our brand. We want it to be a brand where you can find other brands. Oh, cool. So we want to yeah. feature friends. We want to feature art. We want it to be more about a community element than just like, hey, we're releasing clothes that that might be, you know, um, inspirational and unobtainable, but also finding different price points and yeah. different elements and kind of come in and be a part of like a, an online boutique, if that yeah. makes sense. Also creating like a new Louvre. We want to create an art space for new designers and for our friends who are um, in the same world. And we do not see other designers as competition. It, it, we want to we want to create a space where young designers that we really appreciate and enjoy yes. can also um, be you, introduced to our audience. You're not wearing the pants. No, not today. My favorite thing is like we were working there, right? And we work in this factory in New York, and they're like the most wonderful people. Um, shout out storytellers and creators. And they're more than it's interesting because we like we all we the, I think the best part about sitting down with them is like the ideology conversation because it, it's we talk more about the ideology of clothing and fashion mm -hmm. than almost we do like the design side. Mm -hmm. And it and I, I like love being with them. And, you know, they have all these thoughts of like, we're not an atelier. We're not a factory. We're designers. And I'm like, yeah, but you are also all the other things that you say you're not. And then like we are, too. Right. Like we we have this unique, I think, perspective to kind of collect different silhouettes and kind of put them out but you 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 steal clothes <laughs> like we'll make samples brooke and then he's like i'm taking them to la <laughs> well why why shouldn't i take I the samples because i gotta because <laughs> i like, kind of need to shoot them, <laughs> no, no, them online. I, I take the imperfect samples the ones that haven't quite gotten where we want them to get that's true and we're not gonna sell them and i wear them because um, i'm okay with the imperfection it's true, but a lot of it's Japanese fabric. I mean, it's all Japanese fabric yeah. right now, which is kind of exciting. And and so all like really unique, soft, buttery, mm -hmm. buttery. Yeah. <laughs> and even though I'm not wearing our pants, I am wearing our t-shirt today. So I have You are. Yeah. It's a good tee. Don't hate on yeah. me. I made a good tee. Come on. That's a McManus Gallery tee that we haven't released yet. Yeah. Okay. Should we jump into it? We got a lot of things going. There is, there is a lot going on. And you know, one of the things that we've, both been talking about and have experienced and have lived through ourselves. What is um, how to how to leave your job well? Ooh. You know, 
and hitting close to home this week, huh, Austin? Yeah. I'm not leaving. No, you're not. I'm, <laughs> I'm putting Apple Tag on you, though. Well, <laughs> you leave on. I'm gonna get a ping that says <laughs> your human friend is now 100 feet away from you. <laughs> That's scary and weird. Okay. Well, I just think that we are in a time of um, definite cultural transition. People have quit their jobs or quitting their jobs or moving on. They're, um, you know, they're trying to reevaluate their own lives and there's a lot going on. And you have to realize that um, people in, in your 20s will probably uh, quit and have new jobs at a faster rate than someone in their 30s and someone in their 40s. And, but you did you like know. eight different jobs when you were in your 20s. I did. I did. I was- uh, More I, than eight. I did a lot. You had eight jobs when you were like 19, I think. Yeah. I, I think I've probably had like 20 different, complete different jobs Okay, you know, in my life. And That's crazy. Did you quit any of them? All of them? Uh, you got fired, I'm sure. I have been fired. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Aaron. Thank you. And, uh, How, <laughs> <laughs> I would never get fired because they'd be like, "You're." F I'd be like, "I quit. I quit. I quit." But it wouldn't be like a, a righteous quitting. It'd be like, "I quit because I understand I suck." No, this is the McManus guilt. I think. I think it'd be you cannot quit. I just fired you. <laughs> no, I, I have had a lot of jobs, and I will say, in some of those jobs, I was incredibly uh, unessential. <laughs> You were a non-essential worker. I was a non-essential worker. And uh, and so my quitting my job had, you know, no bearing on the health of the company. Like, when, you know, yeah. when I flipped burgers at Hardy's Hamburger. Um, their is Carl's Jr. Yeah, it, it is Carl's Jr. And uh, their future is not dependent on, uh, on, my, uh, on my cooking skills. And, you know, and yet I train managers in, for a pizza company. And... Oh. Um, and that I was more essential there because I, if I had quit there, they were dependent on me because I was training managers for their different franchises, and and I was only nineteen uh, years old how at much, that time. How much did that matter? Like how important you are? I I think that you have to weigh that in. I really do because when you've been given more responsibility, I feel like then you have to embrace that um, that you also have to reciprocate with the same level of responsibility and respect. Mm. Yeah, does that make sense? And so I, I think you have to look at the scale of that. Yeah. You go, oh, wow, I'm, I'm basically a, a non-essential worker. Mm -hmm. Then I think you can go, hey, you know, I'm leaving. And whatever the situation, it could be two weeks. They might just say, today's your last day. Usually when you're not essential, they treat you that way and you're gone, right? You know? And but it, does, it does feel like we're like in a culture, though, that everyone wants to have complete autonomy. Yes. And... I read a thing this morning. I don't, I don't know who. I, someone I follow posted it. And it's, I don't think it's someone I'm close with, but I think it's someone in the church world that said, you know, don't get mad at people for having the side hustle. Like employers, don't be mad at people for having a side hustle. Mm -hmm. A side hustle actually inspires them more to give, you know, bring more into their work. And I was like, I do agree to some degree and I disagree as well. Yeah, and, I would you know, rather like, be the side hustle. Really? I don't know if I agree with that. No, no, because usually you're bringing all your energy and passion to the side hustle, which is true. You know, so it's like, wait a true. minute, if you're gonna if you're gonna um, just mail in a job and then bring your passion to your side hustle, I'd rather hi hire you to bring your si side hustle here, 
Ooh. Y- y- you know? That's true. Yeah, because so I would- <laughs> No one wants to be the main chick or the main man. <laughs> no, what you got to find is people who, the job is actually their passion. It is their side hustle. It's what they love to do. It's what I, they would want to do if they could do a side hustle. Now I'm just confused. I'm just confused. <laughs> but I, but I, no, I do agree. I know I do agree because I feel like our entire life is a side hustle. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, and I mean that in like a, a respectful way because it, because it's not that church is less important, but it's like the more successful we are in the business world, the the less responsibility the church has to like you know, keep us afloat or like, yeah. you know, like the, the, when we have a great year, it's like, it's amazing. We can hire more people from Mosaic because you know, you know, you're not paying yourself mm-hmm. for like X, Y, Z and you didn't pay yourself for decades at Mosaic. Yes. yes it, and so people know. understand being, being a pastor, being leading Mosaic wasn't that sense my side hustle. It, you, it didn't, everything else you did with your life was the main thing, but you didn't treat it like they were the main thing. No, because like mosaic was my passion. It was my love. I just like, you know, yeah. and, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. but it unfortunately wasn't my income, you know, right, right, and, right, uh, right. but if I didn't give mosaic my passion, it wouldn't create the, the income other people needed. Yeah. But, and, but it's also yeah. not, that's not a knock on people whose main income is church. No, I'm, the, I, I, wish, I, I hope their main income is church and I hope they're paid super well. We heard there's yeah. a church. Did you guys know there's a church, I guess, in, in Texas that's mm-hmm. like, I mean, it's massive, but yeah. their, their budget was like a hundred and 80? 80 million a year. I don't even understand that. I don't, but, but no, but you, I'm not lying. I don't think. Yeah. No, no, they make their, they make our annual budget on a weekend. On a week. Yeah, we did the math. They made their annual budget on a weekend. It's like, wow. they, they had yeah. 700 employees, I think. Yeah. 700. What? Can they hire me? Like let I I could for sh- I, we could I could create a direct for them in in two days a month yeah I might yeah. call them actually I'm just kidding no no but like you know, and I'm so happy for their success yeah, and, yeah and, this is not a knock. yeah no, no, no that's no. incredible but like the only reason I would be envious is I haven't been able to pull it off it <laughs> so, is it is a crazy and, thing though right because there's yeah. like there's a there's a yeah we don't have to get into this but the importance of having is yeah. the, is it super important to have a side hustle. Or is it okay to just be a person who's satisfied with the job that they have? It depends on who you are. To be honest with you. My name is Aaron McManus. <laughs> no, some people have an immense amount of energy. And they would have what some assessment would call, you know, like uh, a high activity score. Okay. And so my my energy score is like 96 out of 99. Yeah. And so I'm, I have a lot of energy to do a lot of things. But okay. we also have people on our team, and their energy activity score is a two. What's my activity score? I don't remember. It's uh, it's not as high as mine. Well, you always you always start it like that. <laughs> but it's not as low. But it's so funny as a two. It's so funny though because when when we work together, like in clothing, yeah, you know, like what Jessica said, like be nice to your dad, because <laughs> he couldn't remember the name of two different kind of pockets, and I was like, I. Like it's a freaking patch pocket. How can you not remember that? I was so annoyed with you, and you're and like, but it's the same way. It's, you always remind me, like, oh, like your activity score is not nearly as high as me. That's great. We have other. We have little places we get each other. Yeah. It's like House of you, Dragons. You asked me a cut. question: Who should have a side hustle? And if you have a low, if you you don't have high energy, um, when you have a side hustle, you're probably not doing your job well. Oof. But if you have high energy, high activity, you probably have enough room for a side hustle. What do you do when you feel like 
nothing you do is just going well? Oh, that's a really good question. Because I feel like I'm yeah. attached to you and I'm a part of your side hustle world and I don't feel like I accomplish anything well because we do so many different things. That's also learning your work style. And you function much better if you have one to two things that you can really focus in on. A day or over like a project? Oh, over season. Okay. And um, if you have five or six, you feel like- I get crippled. Yeah, you I, just, I just can't do this. Yeah. You, you know? And, and so you're probably in a, ironically, in a healthier structure. Most people should have one to, to two things that they're really focused on, in on yeah. and, and giving all their energy to that. Even if you have a side hustle, like you still have to decide. One of those two gonna, is a side hustle. I'm going to crush out one or two things from my main job. Yeah. And then when I go home, I'm going to crush out one or two things from my side hustle. Yeah. yeah and, and so it just, it, I think people do have different structures. That's why I hate when people say, this is the way you should do it every time. And people are different. Like, I mean, last week, I, I don't know if I've been more energized and more excited and more alive. And, you know, I was, I'm finishing a manuscript for my next book. Yeah. We were finishing up the oh. Art of uh, Communication, Seven Frequencies. We're getting ready for a conference. I was preparing messages here for Mosaic. Uh, we were going to New York and working on our next collection. And I felt oh. so happy. I just got a photo of the, the coat. Oh, wow. It, ju it just came through. Oh, my goodness. That's going to be, mm, it's going to be smooth. It's going to be something really, really nice. Say buttery again. Aaron. Buttery. No, I didn't, this one ain't going to be buttery. I called my wife and I said, our no, new no. collection is delicious. <laughs> cool. That's awesome. <laughs> we did this like, yeah. we did this, bro, this, okay, I'm sorry. I know I, I got you off track, but Arturo was like blowing me up. He FaceTimed me. Should we just FaceTime real quick? No. No? <laughs> you, we're in the middle of battle ready. No, I know. Be focused. Stay on your one or two things. <laughs> no, I... I have a question about what you're talking about. Yes, okay. go ahead, Brooke. What counts as a thing? I need someone to have a conversation with mean? me here. Was <laughs> <laughs> right, that, Brooke? You, you said be focused on one or two things. Like, is battle ready a thing? Is that one of the It things? is one of the things. I Because um, this is once a week. Yes. But then Aaron can only do one other thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, I would say this, Brooke, like how many times Bad Already has like gone so in my head where I've like left either like defeated or exhausted because I'm like, dang, I just blew it. I was, I was bad or like, or what, we were working on something and I got here earlier and then we did Bad Already and then now I'm like flustered because I can't focus on anything else. So maybe restructure no. that, Brooke. You should do one or two things that cost you energy. Hermano. But you can I, do other things that actually bring you energy. That's good. I, I think Aaron picked up a FaceTime call. Okay, FaceTime call. We just, we're on battle ready real quick. <laughs> Hermano, como estas? Aquí estamos en battle ready. Ay, mira, que bonito. Oh, my. No way. Oh, my goodness. The wow. buttons work great. I wish all of our battle ready audience could see this. Maybe we can put it on Patreon. Wait. Jessica. Oh, he's putting it on. Oh, it looks a little slender. Oh, no, it fits you. I don't mean it like that. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. It looks great. That's a medium? Yeah, because it'll be like nice and oversized. See? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I see that. Oh, wow. That is beautiful. The, the back, the slit in the back is amazing. Oof. 
Hi, Mina. Hi. Hi. Okay, okay, okay. We just shouted you out. I gotta go. I'll, I'll call you. I'll call you later. It looks amazing. Wait a minute, wait a minute, Arturo. Hey, will you come on and be a guest on Battle Ready and talk to us about design and fashion and beauty and why it's important? All right, let's do it. I'm down. All right. Okay. Bye. <laughs> Say bye. Okay, that's funny. Sorry, we had to do it. That I just had to. Is amazing. So that coat had issues with the sleeves. And me and Arturo, like, we always have these little passive-aggressive fights because he puts me to work in the factory. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I love learning. I love learning. But I don't want to learn on a fabric that costs $50 a yard. <laughs> I want to learn on stuff that costs nothing. <laughs> so, like, when he has, like, if I cut you know, a sweatpant, I'm yeah. not as worried because the sweatpant, you know, it's, it's expensive, but it's not as expensive. And if I mess it up, we can fix it. But I freaking messed up the sleeve. But I don't know if it was me. I don't know if it was me. I think maybe... I don't know. I cut something pretty janky on that thing. It might have been the sleeve. But I think it was the pattern. I leave and this is what you do. No, I leave. You put me to work. <laughs> I'm sorry. But I learned so much. I learned so much. I. Why are you laughing at me now? No, just support me right now. We're going to have one jacket for sale that for someone with very short arms. No, that, no, no. That's the meat. <laughs> That's the medium. That's the medium. So then they scale that. They'll do large, extra large. Okay. Back to the thing. So the side hustle. No. So well, you asked the question, Brooke, Brooke. Brooke asked a good question. And I think it's really about what it, what I can't costs see, you energy, Brooke. What costs you energy, Brooke? Oh. No, no. Okay. So what costs you energy? Right. No, I'm just saying because if something actually replenishes your energy, it's amazing. Job? It's it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Working for Irwin. <laughs> no, she said it with her eyes. <laughs> You're so red right now. <laughs> I'm sorry. I create space for other people to create. Brooke's got side hustles. Mm -hmm. She does. In she fact, does. I encourage her her side hustles. He does. You can ah. you can see her side hustles yeah. on Hallmark. Yeah, I think the thing is that sometimes you have to take a job. Okay. And it's fulfilling. It's meaningful. It has purpose. It's significant, but it's not your career. Okay. And and sometimes it can be a misunderstanding because you bring so much value that the people you work for may think it's your career. Yeah. But I, I won't be surprised if there comes a day and Brooke says, hey, I'm going to be writing scripts for the rest of my life. Yeah. And, and then I'll say, you can write it from the booth of that already. Siéntete, por favor. But it would... <laughs> get another Apple tag for Brooke, please. Yeah, I'm going to get an Apple tag. <laughs> but but uh, obviously, so we, we'd love for Brooke to be here. And, we, uh, love, we love for Brooke to be here. Yes. So uh, the way I look at it, I go, I hope your side hustle is become so successful that you can work with us and we don't have to pay you. <laughs> well, that's like, yeah. yeah. Because that's that's always my goal. Because I always know that any income that comes to me through Mosaic is always tenuous. Uh, I'm the first one to give my salary back. I'm, you know, when the church isn't doing well financially, I stop I mean, there's all a, that. There's always a conversation of like, it's yeah. always the family who, you know, anyone yeah. who works for Mosaic cuts their salary first in the family. Yeah, you know? if your name is McManus and anything that you yeah. you you're you're first on the on yeah. the chopping block. And um and that's just the reality. Yeah. And and so I have to treat the reality of that and go, um, my side hustle has to be the primary source of income so that I can do everything connected to Mosaic 
yeah. and um, and never have it hold, be held hostage because of income. Yeah. And you know, we want world class people here. I mean, we have Austin, and we feel like Austin could be working so many places, so many places, and making so much more money. So we understand that. Sorry, Austin. <laughs> that there's a sacrifice he's making to be on this team. Yeah, but yeah, and 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 yeah. then we also understand there are benefits of being on this team that you wouldn't get somewhere else. Yeah. And and so it's like it's on a, Saturdays I just don't talk to Austin. <laughs> but maybe in another job you might get yeah. talked to on Saturdays. No, it's the compliment of things, you, you know. Um, but at the same time, it depends on where you live. Like if you're living in L.A. or New York, the cost of living is so high. It's insane. That I don't know how people survive here without almost like working two or three jobs. I had a friend. No, I told you, I told you what. Like Philippe, told, we, did, we were talking the other night at dinner, like mm-hmm. maybe a month ago. No, yeah, he just, he's like, I don't know how people live in LA under $500,000 a, a year. And my man does very well. You know, my man, my man does well. Yeah, but he work. I mean, he works his face off that mm-hmm. he is, he is glued to his phone from yeah. like 7, 8, 7, 8 a.m. Mm-hmm. to like, I think on Mondays, like 9 or 10 p.m. Because his, his company is international. So his, you know, his, his C-suite level guys are in, the owners mm-hmm. live in Singapore. You know what I mean? Or, yeah. or they're in Brazil or they're in Europe. Yeah. So it's like, and then he has a LA team and I'm like, he talks to me about this stuff and I'm like, man, he's, and then he still has stuff where he's on the side because he's consults mm-hmm. and he like, he's worked that into his, his, his business. But I'm like, man, you know, you, you work in LA and you work for a place that, you know, can't pay that much. Yeah. And it's, you know, you take a huge hit, you take a huge hit, you take a huge sacrifice, but then we, then we're able to do things like art of communication mm-hmm. and help build the team and hire the team that we work with on a daily basis. Yeah, I think that it's one of the reasons why when um, Dave Ramsey says, if you're in debt, move to Kansas. And is that there are certain places you can live and you don't have to have a He a says high. that? Yeah, he, I, I heard him say that, yeah. And My man, Dave Ramsey, but, ruining the world. Well, no, I mean, there's several things. One is that if you don't have a particular intention in your life, yeah, then you can okay. live based on your debt ratio. Right, but let's say there's a, there's a sense of calling to this that Austin and Brooke and you and there is. our team is called to LA, so we can't go to we can't go to Kansas no. and to relieve ourselves of this genuine financial crisis. Yeah, so I, I I actually think people in LA, people in New York, people in major cities where the where the income to um, cost of living ratio is disproportionate. Yeah. You kind of have to be more of a side hustle kind of person. You have right. to think, okay, what can I do? And one of the things I, you know, I remember when we had the recession of 2008, that's when I started my McManus Studios because I thought I have to create jobs. And we were yeah. able to create, you know, dozens of jobs for people that would have been unemployed. Yeah. And, and so some of it is even in this time, in this season, we were no matter what anyone's saying, we're in the middle of a recession. Mm-hmm. We're, we're in the middle of incredible economic instability and financial crisis in America. And, and so I feel like if you can, you have responsibility to create wealth and to create economic flow so that other people can benefit from it. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I hope we can create lots of side hustles so our teams can actually benefit from them. Yeah. You, you know, and, yeah. um, and that would, to me, to be ideal. You know, uh, but we were really talking about leaving a job. Yeah. How do you, okay. how do you leave a job? Well, oh, go ahead, Brooke. You don't have to raise your hand. You're not in third grade. I don't want to interrupt you <laughs> if you're on a flow. No, just interrupt us. You said yeah, at one point, on. um, Pastor Ren, you said 
you know, if this isn't your career mm -hmm. and you start doing other things, I'm like, how many people in our age group, like millennials, Gen Z, yeah. are going to have careers? Or maybe just use a different word. If it isn't your calling. Okay. Yeah. I think fewer and fewer people have careers and more and more people have jobs. That's good. Right. And, and it's a rare thing when you go, wow, this is my career. This is what I want to do with my life. And, okay. and, and I, I think in generations ago, you had careers, yeah. you, you know, and you did it all your life. Even if it wasn't a career you wanted, you just picked the career and you went with it. Yeah, you did 30 years. Yeah. yeah. And now it's really much, much more, I have a job, I have a job, I have a job. And I think the goals have kind of shifted to where it's, I, I, I'm looking for a job that I can do for the next 20 years to, I'm looking for a job where I can go on vacation. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? I'm looking for a job where I can enjoy my yeah. life. I'm looking for a job where I can do all the, the things I want to do now. And by the way, that's not a bad way of thinking. It's way better than yeah. going, I'm going to work myself to death until I'm 65. And then finally, when I'm too old to enjoy my free time, I'm going to get to retire and have free time, but I don't have the income to do it. It's much smarter to go, I want to integrate, in a sense, my retirement with my employment. <laughs> you know, I want to have my retirement years now by working hard and playing hard. I think that's the best option. Yeah, I mean, I think like, you know, I was having, you know, I have a different mindset than I think some other people. We were, we were mm -hmm. talking about like the value of, you know, owning owning land or buying property. Mm -hmm. but I, have a, I know I have a lot of friends who are like, no, no, I'm down to buy a house in, in 10 years because I want to go to Europe for a month every summer. Mm -hmm. And I want to live like I'm wealthy now. <laughs> you know, even though they do well, but it's like, I want to live outside my, 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 my payment bracket, <laughs> you know, and not buy a house, but rent a house mm -hmm. and have a, and have a pool and have all these nice things. And I'm like, you know, I just lived in a 900 square foot house for the last year so we could <laughs> save more money and do more projects and build, you know, cause, cause I, and it didn't mean I was happy. You know, mm -hmm. I remember complaining. I complained a lot. Like I was like, <laughs> why am I in this little thing? You know, I went from a house in the hills to the house in the, under a hill. Mm hmm you know, uh, no, the Hobbit's house was wild big. My, no, but I, I think a lot of it is like, how do you, how do you um, defer uh, desire, or pleasure, or gratification, achie gratification, achievement, success? Because I think that's a bit of it too, right? It's like we had this conversation in New York. I was like, I'm scared or I'm nervous or something that brings me yeah, continual anxiety is what happens when you're gone, but not even when you're gone, but what happens when, what happens when it's not a natural. Um, a shift like I can't write books for you mm -hmm. you know and I, I don't want to be one of those kids who just license your books out for the rest of my life I don't want to be a, I don't want to be a Tolkien kid who's got to <laughs> license the appendices to, 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 nice to Amazon it would be kind of nice if you feel like writing a little <laughs> I'm not mad I'm not mad I'm not mad but you know like I, I don't want to live off of your legacy for the rest of my life mm -hmm. but then there's some parts of it that it's like there's an honor and then there's also a um it's, there's also like, how do you create an independent life, mm -hmm. you know? And so how do you not get lost in your identity, in your, how do you not lose your identity in, in your career or lose your identity in your job or lose your identity in the side hustle? Mm -hmm. You know, cause I, I see so many different sponsorships or like sponsored ads that are like, you know, I can get your company to hundred K a month. I can get your company to 1 yeah. million a year yeah. by doing these or like Alex Ramosi or a lot of these guys. And, and like, <laughs> I'm always fascinated by people who can, you know, he's super smart. So like, you know, you have these guys who can kind of just unlock these things, mm -hmm. but then you've got this huge shift with like Gary Vee, who's gone from like, okay, I can get your company to this much a month to like, now you need to rest. <laughs> it's like, how do you, 
you're constantly being bombarded with inspiration and this kind of like cultural acknowledgement of, you know, you need to be getting your company to this level. You need to be doing this at this level. And then you get to a place where it's like, now I'm going to open a bakery. <laughs> that seems like the natural progression, right? It's like, you know, my friends in New York is like, they were investment bankers and then they opened up like a food space. Right. And it's like, okay, it feels like the trajectory now is make enough money until you can kind of do whatever you want. I would say make enough money until you can do what you love. You, you know, because yeah, I, get, it's, yeah. I, I know not everyone is going to get to do what they love in the pure sense. You know, if you want to, open a bakery. Not everyone's going to get to do that. Yeah. But as much as possible, like if you, I mean, my wife, Kim, she loves baking. Yeah. No one pays her to bake. No. But she just keeps baking. All every day. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's so hard for me. I know. She made these scones and I, I had know. like I, six of them. I had nine. You had nine? Nine? I had nine scones. Oh, man. You're not okay. <laughs> no. No. I know. And I, but they're little. I'm, they're little scones. But yeah, but it's like, I, I, like over like, you know. Two days? Yeah. Two hours. Over, over two days. No, she, I got landed in LA. and <laughs> They're so good. He picked me up from the airport. <laughs> it was so sweet. You picked me up from the airport. And I got in kind of late. Like I was delayed mm -hmm. an hour. And in the backseat, Brooke, he had uh, a bunch of scones for my mom. Aww. And usually I try to withhold myself, but I was feeling hungry. But I also sent you a very healthy salad. You did send me a salad. I ate the salad and I ate five scones you gave me. <laughs> I didn't save anything for the morning. I just ate them that night. And it was, you know, but, okay. So but my whole point there yeah. is that um, there are things that you may love in life, but you don't have to be paid to do them. Just do them. And and then if you if you get a great opportunity, you might get to actually merge what you love to do, what you get paid to do, and that's that's the ideal okay. is when you get paid to do what you love. Pulling up this person, and I want that for me, and I want that for everyone. You know, I mean, I, I think Austin loves being a cinematographer. I think that you know, it, like that is something yeah. that it, both he's great at doing, he gets paid to do, and he loves to do, and that's like that's an ideal integration. It is, you, you know, yeah. and. Um, you know, and that's why, you know, I had Brooke list down everything she l hates to do and uh, everything she loves to do, everything she does, <laughs> you know, yes, and, you know, and, and then I just, even there's things I wanted Brooke to do because I trust Brooke. I cut them out and went, okay, it wasn't in the top even five, <laughs> you know, and, uh, um, uh, but it, but some of the things I cut out for her were things that were in my top three of things I need from Brooke. Yeah. Because, but because they were not in her top five, I just went ahead and just pulled it out. And, you know, because the longer a person is here with us on this team, yeah, the more I want their job to match their loves. Mm -hmm. To me at front, you got to pay your, your you dues. dues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just do whatever needs to be done. <laughs> yeah. And if you, and, and you serve and you just yeah. jump in, you just say yes. Yeah. Like your, your job response is yes to me early on. And, and when a person's job response is yes, it makes me more um, ambitious to help them have a job that's really ideal for them. It makes it easy for them to say yes to. Yeah. They, I was, I ended up hanging out with the, the Mimi Chang's girls in New York and we were, and one of them was like, hey, I'm gonna pick you up. Let's go get, um, I want you to try one of the new dumplings. Mm -hmm. So they went, we went over and had a, a French onion soup dumpling. Wow. I'm not kidding. Here, let me show you real quick because actually, this is I'm gonna, I'm gonna getting into this guy. That's this that's the French onion soup dumpling. That looks amazing. This thing, when I tell you, it tastes like French onion soup. Was 
phenomenal. One, I love French onion soup. So Mimi Chang's in New York. So then we go up and she's like, hey, I'm dropping you off, order food. And then I'll, I gotta run to the bank, I'll be right back. And I was like, okay, cool. So I ordered food, a bunch of food. And it was really interesting because I've been to one of their locations and I, I never do this, but I texted them and was like, yo, this person at the front desk is mad rude. Like <laughs> this guy's gotta go. And, and you know, and they were like, and I never do that. I like never, never do that. And, and they were like, hey, thank you so much for telling. And they, they knew exactly who it was. They were like, thank you so much for telling us. Um, I'm so sorry. Like we've been having some issues. The guy who serves me at this different location, it was the same dude. And this person, it, it was crazy because I think that was a year ago or two years ago. And then a year later, I, I was like, hey, how is he doing? He's like, oh, he's still with the company. We actually had a lot of great conversations. Mm. A, two years later, this guy's at the front, kindest. Um, he's running the front desk, wow. shouting out all the things that the back guys, training someone new. And then it was really cool because I saw her walk away. And so it was like, it was cool to see him grow, you know? Yeah. And he did, would never remember me. Mm. But because he didn't know I was even friends with him, I think the first time. And then I was like, one, to watch him grow. So they didn't give up on him. They committed to him. So that was really cool. That's amazing. You know, yeah. and, in, and like in a service job, service jobs are hard. Yeah. You know, because I deal with crazy people like me. And then, <laughs> and then he was, I watched like her leave. And then he grabbed one of the new guys and said, hey, by the way, that's one of the owners, one of the sisters. And she's really awesome. And if she ever comes in here, like if you if you have an easy thing, just you know help her out X Y Z. They'll mm -hmm. pop in here from time to time. She comes in here more than the other one, and you know like they have and mm -hmm. dealers start explaining like the role differential, like how to work with them. And I I actually didn't tell her I need to call her and tell her, but I was so amazed. I was like this guy went from being maybe brutal brutally unaware, <laughs> you know, or maybe just having a bad day, yeah, or a season of life. And then it was like to this massive awareness where you could tell like he really took ownership of his job. And I'm like that's where I think the generation right now, even in my world is like everyone switching roles, you lose this ability to commit to the growth mm -hmm. of the role that you're in. Yeah. You know, how do you go, hey, look, let me take this moment of suffering or potential suffering mm -hmm. like this sucks, my job sucks, to like, hey, I actually can not just own my job, but able to like lead other people inside of the job and replace myself or build a team around me. And, and then I met this guy in there that was this big, he, his, name's, his name is Michael Chow, but he has Food Baby New York, like 300,000 followers on Instagram. This mm -hmm. is where the story is landing. And she's, uh, she was like, hey, meet my friend Mike. So he's like sitting, like, you know how it's like awkward during like a little restaurant and we both sit on opposite sides. It was just me and him because we didn't want to talk because our only friend was like our other friend. But then his wife comes in and starts talking to me and we all start talking. And he's like, yeah, yeah I started this other Instagram and it blew up and it's like 300K on Instagram. Mm -hmm. All he does is, like post videos but he's feeding his kids and it's like having them try the food that he has and it's called food baby and it's really really funny and i was talking about it, he's like yeah like this isn't my job this is what i do for fun like, i'm like <laughs> i work for a bank and i was like what <laughs> and like yeah like i have some other corporate job i do that's what i clock in i just run around at lunch and like go take a bunch of videos <laughs> and like go at dinner and take a bunch of videos and he's like now, now i've gotten like relationships with like the food community and she's telling me all this and i was like this is amazing like Talk about someone who's going, yeah, I'm not even giving up the thing that I know I don't necessarily love, mm -hmm. but I'm good at it. So I'm not going to quit that. And then I'm going to invest in that. And then also build in something that I'm really good at as well. Mm -hmm. and making my free time the thing that pays off for the future of my life. Yeah. And I was like, that's so remarkable, right? To have mm -hmm. the commitment and the foresight to go. I think sometimes we give up too early, mm -hmm. you know? And I know in my past, there are, you, there are some of your friends who gave me huge opportunities when I was younger and I gave up too early, mm -hmm. you know? And I have mm -hmm. the list of your friends that have helped me in my life. That someday 
I will be able to <laughs> repay, you know, the generosity they were able that, that they gave me because the stewardship stewardship of, of their friendship. Mm-hmm. They didn't owe me anything. They didn't owe you anything, but they gave me an opportunity, especially when I first moved to New York, you know. Mm-hmm. And and I look at it and I go, I just wonder if people give up too soon and go, I don't know if I can build the life I want here yeah. versus going like, maybe there's a life somewhere buried deeper in this mm-hmm. that I can find. Yeah, I also think people underestimate how a job can actually make them a better human being. Yeah. You know, I mean, I look back, um, I started working in this pizza place when I was around 15, 16 years old. Yeah. I worked full time during high school. Right. And so, I, you know, I, I mean, went to high school, played football, ran track, and worked a full time job. You worked at like after hours, like pizza places, right? Yeah. Yeah. I worked this pizza place for four years, like basically. Night. Yeah. Yeah. Till two, three in the morning and yeah. got up and went to school the next morning so and crazy. every weekend and play football and everything else. And, and I remember the South is different with child labor laws. <laughs> yeah, did, did I tell yeah. you about the Austin? But me and Lawrence went to Austin a couple of weeks ago, and he's like, "I want tacos," and I was like, "Sick, let's just go out and walk." It's like 10 p.m., so we walked out like two blocks from the Airbnb. We find this taco truck in the back of this bar. It was actually super cool. It was like this courtyard, there's a taco truck, and I was like, "I think that's a taco truck." So we went to this bar, go to the back courtyard, find this taco truck. I kid you not, the guy running this taco truck was like like 11 years old <laughs> i'm not kidding i was like i was like i was like hey bro like wh- wait what he's like how can i help you and i was like how can you help me can you come back when you're 15 yeah you have to do the high high voice because 11 years old isn't even puberty no how can i help you and i was like i was like what's the best tacos he's like Apa, sure. what are you talking about and i'm like okay attitude Okay, 11. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's like 11 people at night. We're still 11. Come it's on. Still, keep going. Talk, tell me about <laughs> no, it. No, I mean, I was probably 15, 16 years old working until 2 o'clock in the morning. It's crazy. And, uh, and you know, but I remember that I would do things like I'd create competitions around who could um, who could pan the most pizzas as as that's, fast as possible. so funny. And, you know, and how many how many pizzas, pizza pies can you actually dough out in two yeah. minutes? And, yeah. you, you know... And even at 15, 16, 17 years old, I realized I can make this job fun. Yeah. yeah and yeah. and then, you know, at night we would make these giant pizzas after we close and grab pictures of dark beer and everybody would sit and 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 we would just eat and drink at night at two in the morning. The next day I'm going to school. This is not <laughs> this is not an advertisement for underage drinking. No, it's not. But I'm just telling you this was my real life. You grew up different. I, I, you know, it, and I didn't, you know, think of doing anything wrong or any extreme. I was working hard. This is the '60s, right? <laughs> no, it was the uh, '70s. Seventies. Thank you. Okay, sorry. But, uh, but my point in this is, I I took a job that would seem very mundane. Yeah. And I turned it into my community. Okay. I turned it into a, a fun, exciting place where we enjoyed life together. Right. And and I look back, even when I was working in landscaping, you know, we mowed lawns and all this stuff. But then I started creating patterns in the in the gardens and use, creating rock formations and bring different kind of equipment to create uh, different um, designs in the sand and the dirt. And and I found out that I was getting paid more on tips for what I wasn't paid to do than we made on the entire project because I brought imagination, creativity, joy into yeah. the process. Yeah. And so I look back and I go, when, whether I was working as a carpenter or construction or, you know, whatever it was, um, when you bring an attitude that says, I'm just going to make this a great job and I'm going to make it a great experience for the people around me and I'm going to make this, you know, the best day of my life, 
Uh, it's amazing how you can take a very mundane job and turn it into something really special. And that shaped me for my future careers. That's amazing. I love it. And, and so that's what I'm going, if you're in your 20s and you have a job that isn't, quote, ideal, isn't yeah. a job you love, just learn how to love your job and yeah. watch how it changes you. Watch how you change the job and watch how it prepares you for the job that you actually are dreaming of. Yeah, it's so interesting, right? And I like, I think, you know, and, and I think a lot of this came from like off camera, we we're talking about like, how do you quit? Mm -hmm. How to quit your job? Yeah. And how do you resign from job? And how do you move on? But I don't really necessarily know, if, maybe we save that for the Patreon. I, I think that before we go into uh, the next level conversation, yeah, yeah, I just want to say, um, you need to recognize how much trust the organization has given you. Yeah. And that will determine the way you should leave your job. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. And, and it's a scale. It's not the same for everyone. Yeah, no, for sure. And I think the same, you know, the, the, the way I equate it, and, and we'll get into this in the Patreon because we should probably wrap this up. Yeah. We've done this for about 45 minutes. But I, I do think, you know, the way we said at the Patreon is like, I like you, I love you, diehards, and bury me in battle ready. Mm -hmm. And that was just me. Like, I did it on a whim on my phone. I was just kind of like joking around. And yeah. like, oh, this is kind of funny. But I'm like, the way you quit is really a determination of like how much you care about the organization and the people that you work with in the organization. Mm -hmm. And that's, and there's something to be talked about there. And I think the reason why we should talk about it is because I think this is something that's happening in a lot with a lot of people, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and not everyone has, uh, the, the, the safe space or the, 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 the freedom to talk to you about it. Cause I'm your mm -hmm. son. So I'm able to chat with you about the days I want to quit and leave. And, <laughs> and, and so I, I think it'd be good for us to chat. All right. Okay. Hey, but this has been a fun conversation. Fun, I think it's been a fun conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we should call yeah. this one side hustle. Call this side hustle? Okay, let's call it side hustle. I think we got a name. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. See you guys later. Um, join us on the Patreon. You can go to patreon.com slash podcast. You can also click the link in the bio and watch these podcasts, listen to these podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music, um, or the Apple Podcast app. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. We're so grateful. And I love you, Dad. I'll see you on the Patreon. All right. See you in a minute.